Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, everyone. This is Salvatore Sammy J. Hall for Good Morning Aurora, coming to you June 24th, a little earlier today. And today it's 7.30 a.m. And I am very thankful as today is my birthday. My trips around the sun have led me to many travels, many places in this great world. And looking back on many trials, tribulations, I thought I would never get over. I thought I would never be able to conquer some of these things that really get in the way of enjoying the time that we're here and that we get to spend together. So today as we look into some current events, we have a beautiful interview today with John Haley, who is a former trainer of mine and the owner of unbreakablefitness.com. As things are progressing and opening, we are going to learn how to not overexert ourselves as the gyms open up and as people start to get back into fitness, playing basketball, playing sports outside, finding ways that we don't go gung-ho and get injured. Because when you're in a regiment, you never think that you're not going to be able to get to the gym or go to a park or just go for a simple run. But when that happens, it's very easy to throw us off our either fitness goals, our life goals, um, our medical goals. So we're going to talk to John here 
uh, at eight o'clock uh, to learn a little bit more about him, his company, as well as uh, some tips getting back into the gym. So good morning, Aurora. Uh, myself and my, my comrade, Curtis and Gremlin Studios. Um, our goal is to be uh, a positive mouthpiece, uh, a place where Aurora, as well as the Fox Valley, Chicago, Illinois, really anyone who listens to Good Morning Aurora, you're gonna see a, a variety of perspectives. Uh, at the core of what we do, you'll see respect for the other person uh, and respect for their opinions and beliefs because without that, we will never move forward. Uh, our children, the generations to come, will be having these same issues going on within their society. And the collective uh, at Good Morning Aurora is to bring that, not change in the sense of, oh, this is a movement, oh, we're holier than thou, we're speaking from moral high ground, that's not the case. It's simply that big ideas create change. Unity creates change. And each individual person's idea of the change that is for them is unique and, and no one's ever gonna be 100% uh, happy with things that go on, but what we can do, work together, find that happy medium. Now we do some shout outs and some upcoming events around Aurora and the Fox Valley. So every Tuesday and Thursday until August 6th, there are free meals for youth 18 years and under. The COA and Aurora Area Schools are awesome. Check out the Facebook page and the COA Facebook page too for more info. Also check out, I think there's going to be, as things open, there's still going to be a level of, of virtual events for people, which is really great because of course for most of the consuming public. We can go out, we can travel, uh, but we do have a segment of the population that may be homebound, um, special needs with uh, you know, issues in big spaces or wheelchair access or, or things along those lines. So it's really nice you know, if we have to look for one or two positives that are coming from this. These virtual events will allow people to uh, experience things that they might not have been able to. Uh, and so there's Blues on the Fox, there's an online streaming event, and you can check out the venue Facebook page. Friday the 19th, Toronto, Canon is at 8 p.m. Saturday the 20th, Billy Branch at 8 p.m. Also, there's a rib night, Part two, Saturday the 27th, at Ann Betts Post 103. We're gonna take a quick break and we will be back on this day in history.
and we are back. It is Wednesday, June 24th, 7.36 a.m. Tomorrow, Friday, Good Morning Aurora, we'll do the history of Juneteenth meeting, okay? So there is many assets that we have, many facets of our collective to highlight things that are going on in our society, as well as maybe bring some perspective to people who have been closed-minded before. I know we do a Monday uh, exercise at Good Morning Aurora, where we all look at each other and say, what's something small we can do on Monday uh, that our Friday selves will be thankful for? And over the past eight to 10 weeks, as we've done that, we realize small change really starts that avalanche effect to you know, create what you want in life because we are creators. We have the choice to hold one thought in our head at one time. We cannot hold two thoughts at once. We always have the choice. Many factors, many outside factors try to influence, try to make us make decisions against what we know is correct, but we can use what we have inside. All right. On this day in history, was the War of 1812 began. President James Madison signs a declaration of war against Great Britain, incensed by British restrictions on US trade and America's desire to expand its territory, the United States took on the greatest naval power in the world, Great Britain. It was mainly British attempts to restrict US trade. The Royal Navy's impression of American seamen and America's desire to expand its territory. The United States suffered many costly defeats at the hands of the British, Canadian, and Native American troops over the course of the War of 1812, including the capture and burning of the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., in 1814. Nonetheless, American troops were able to repulse British invasions in New York, Baltimore, and New Orleans, boosting national confidence and fostering a new spirit of patriotism. The ratification of the Treaty of Ghent on February 17th 1815 ended the war, but left many of the most contentious questions unresolved. Nonetheless, many in the United States celebrated the War of 1812 as a second war of independence, beginning an era of partisan agreement and national pride. We got that from history there's a lot of talk going on right now with you know different monuments uh, being torn down many things that many people have a lot of opinions on now specifically at Good Morning Aurora where everyone's opinion does matter um, from the farthest right to the farthest left and everywhere in the middle everyone deserves to have at least their opinions heard. The problem goes and what happens with social media warriors and people taking the online 
and, and just looking to cause a problem is then the action steps get left out. We spoke, we had a, uh, an interview this week with uh, King County Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Hain, who I uh, really, anyone listening to this, go back. It's uh, season six, episode one. Um, and listen, uh, that they put forums out. A lot of your elected officials and government itself, especially on a local level, allows themselves to be pretty accessible because they count on your vote. Um, they are really people in our community. Now we look at a national level, even to a federal standpoint. Um, yes, there's unbelievable marketing techniques that touch you in the fields and you know get you to sign birthday cards for elected officials and things like that. But you look and see, okay, well, do they really care about you? Do Democrats really care about you? Do Republicans really care about you? What, why can't there be anything else other than those two things? Kind of like asking the question, whose fries are healthier, McDonald's or Burger King? The illusion of choice. Well, anywho, that's for another podcast. But as we're, we're looking at where the history of our country has been um, and really have been at war most of our, um, most of our existence, um, but also, um, was rooted uh, in, a, in a lot of conflict. You know, we were colonies that, you know, fought against our owners, if you will, to, to break free. And now we're, you know, what did Benjamin Franklin say? You know, here's the Republic, if you can keep it, or Thomas Jefferson said it. Um, but I think that it has to be malleable because the things that were once important, you know, have to change or they're going to change. It's really not an option. As you see monuments being torn down, people still protesting, not, not letting these, these, uh, you know, letting things die down as they had in the past. And in our conversation with Brittany Peterson, uh, running for King County judge, that was her biggest fear is that the outrage of call George Floyd, call what you want, wouldn't, would rest and people would just kind of let it go and it would go by. But, it seems with what's happening, there's hopefully a much, a much bigger um, extinguishing of some of this darkness. And if some of the things that don't affect people, Brittany mentioned that, you know, from a criminal justice standpoint, I know people are still in the streets and they're tearing down statues and, and are getting maced or going to jail um, to try to invoke this change because it's people who a lot of the decision makers cannot empathize or put themselves in the shoes of someone who's, who's feeling oppressed. And a lot of times addressing those needs can, can help heal um, some of the shame that you know, has gone along with, with the country and with you know, how we've treated each other over time. I have hope. I have faith because our inner monologue is our connection to source. And Curtis and I and Good Morning Aurora, we talk about this inner monologue. And that inner monologue, no one can hear. It is your unique connection to source. You can call it what you want. You don't have to call it any, you don't have to call it the same thing I do or someone else or a church or a group says, this is what you need to call that. It's not true. 
that problem is what causes it. Because if you don't feel a connection to maybe those vibrations of sounds that turn into words that say God, Jesus, Buddha, uh, Allah, whatever it is, those are just vibrations that come from thoughts from inside your body, inside your mind, that your connection, I say this, and your connection to source is, is, is unique to you. And so with that, you have to realize every single person you look at has a piece of that inside them. They have their own. Everyone goes, has those moments of meditation. Everyone gets in that shower. Everyone, when they wake up in the morning, has those inner monologue thoughts. Empathize with that. Read their aura. I know we got these masks on, and it's a lot harder to non-verbally communicate or use maybe the lost extrasensory perceptions that we had as humans and telepathy and you know, we don't know what's going on with our pineal gland. And, you know, look at, you know, check the labels on a lot of your foods and the things that you have. There's the examples of why so much of this, you know, confusion, we're cloudy, we don't know. Fake news here, fake news there. We, we've lost that ability to critically think, to be a sentient, sentient being, to take information, listen to your gut, listen to your heart, and be the shaman of your own life. Another cool piece of history on this day, my birthday. Today is the 250th anniversary of the Battle of Waterloo, which was the decisive battle that ended the Napoleonic Wars. It was most poignantly the final defeat of Napoleon Bonaparte who conquered much of Europe in the early 1900s. Napoleon rose through the ranks of the French army during the French Revolution, seized control of the French government in 1799, and became emperor in 1804. Through a series of wars, he expanded his empire across Western and Central Europe. The Battle of Waterloo in which Napoleon's forces were defeated by the British and Prussians, marked the end of his reign and of France's domination in Europe. How interesting. Well, that's quite a quite interesting, you know, Napoleon and Napoleon complex. Um, I think we all kind of have that sometimes because it's easy to get intimidated. And I wonder if, uh, you know, some of what sparked Napoleon's idea to take over the world and, and take on everything was, was a part of that. He was a, he was a smaller guy. He, uh, I'm sure, was picked on a little bit. I'm sure maybe finished uh, in his military training, finished towards the end of the pack, um, you know, and, and I'm sure caught a lot of grief for it. We all do that. You know, there's, there's things going on to, you know, help with bullying and, uh, you know, talk about bullying in school, um, which is nice, you know, from an administrative standpoint that people are commenting about um, bullying and that it's not something we should do. But as soon as them teachers and everyone's there, the bully is going back to bullying that person. And again, it's just like when we talk about, um, when we talk to Sheriff Hain, um, you know, about either racism or, uh, you know, class warfare, um, you know, the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer. Um, and it's easy, you know, it, there's so much is there in there with, with, with the color of our skin, but really at the end of the day, it's, 
we're all together, you know, in this system that we're, we're in. And Sheriff Hain, he said it straight up. Head dude, King County. It's, it's set up against us. And it's set up against us maybe because, you know, the law has to be this like super moral high ground and, and everything has to go off that. And that's the idea behind the church. But really, is that working? What, what impact is that happening? And, and Sheriff Hain said something that we've been talking about for a while. It's just injection of compassion. In some things, they don't have to be torn down completely. It can be revamped. Um, and because if you, if you go into anarchy, maybe that'll be fine. Maybe it'll be, but there's a lot of ill-prepared people out there that are, are not prepared for that. There, there are some, um, but hey, we don't want to help. Uh, what was that TED Talk? There's some famous, oh, what's his name? He invented Microsoft or he stole it from Apple and invented Microsoft. Oh, I think it's Bill Gates. And the TED talk that said, well, if we do a really good job with vaccines, we can reduce the population by 10 to 20%. That's neither here nor there. And who knows why glycosophate is in our food. And you have to pay double to just have food that was actually grown from the earth. But I digress. We also do, do a detailed COVID-19 data um, as we get on here and we go to the CDC and see what they're having to say today. Um, we see there the total cases here from yesterday, 2,302,288. The total deaths, 120,333 with 410 new deaths. Cases by deaths and jurisdiction is here, by county, new cases by day, cases by age. Cases by race and ethnicity, <sighs> causes and deaths among healthcare personnel. They're starting to list those data um, where there is uh, a fair amount of that. I, I really, in the next you know five to ten years, to see the study, the studies of the impact of this time. I mean, to look back from you know, I think Aurora, uh, city of Aurora, put a uh, put up a, some interesting statistics about, um, you know, just from March 23rd or, you know, yesterday to today. And it's really interesting that, you know, March 23rd feels like almost another year ago. It felt like it was almost a year ago. Um, and so in that, it's 107 Aurorans have lost their lives to the COVID-19 in the past three months. And that's something to be, to be aware of. So the time is now 7.51. We will take a brief break and we will be right back with Good Morning Aurora. And we are back. This is Salvatore 
Sammy J, Senti and Sam, Young Shakespeare, coming to you from Good Morning Aurora, June 24th, 7.52, my birthday today. Very special episode here. We're going to be talking with a good friend of ours, former trainer of mine, John Haley, from Unbreakable Fitness on johnhaley.com. John is just really an amazing uh, trainer, and I just can't wait to have you all listen to him. Uh, when we're we're going to be talking here about going to as the gyms open up and how to properly prepare ourselves to to get back in there, get healthy again. There is a interesting article. The MLB's Texas Rangers they should give up their name, which honors police force with brutal and racial history. The injustices of the present are forcing a confrontation with our past. A past wreathed in nostalgia and myths that conceal grim realities. The Civil War ended 155 years ago, but only recently have America's begun renouncing flags, statues, and monuments, paying homage to Southern traitors. Other symbols of racist oppression are also under attack. And this goes to say, you know, that the Texas shift would be you know, the Texas Rangers be put under scrutiny. That's, that's a story law enforcement agency. So it's interesting to see these talks going on. You know, people have said, I don't like this um, and, and want change. And really, they're getting it. And I saw someone say, like, post, like, oh, all these, you know, racist statues or these things that come down and it's like a tearing apart. Someone's like, so? And... I understand the idea that you can't erase history and that that's, you know, sometimes what people would do in a, you know, totalitarian situation, but really they could be great people, but if that's something that they did, that doesn't, I don't know. At the core of you, you would have had to know at some point that what you were doing was wrong. All right. So there's a, Denise Crosby has a, wonderful article that we're going to check in before we go in um, into uh, our interview. So the the Beacon, the Aurora Beacon and the Tribune really has some um, awesome articles and they take care of their people in, in the town as well. So Denise Crosby, resurrecting old study circles, circles program could be a step on the path to fighting racism. Oh, what a difference a couple weeks can make. After a furlough that took me away from work, I'm now back at my desk and ready to write about a critical issue that did what most of us thought was impossible. Bump a pandemic from the headlines. The problem is, in the wake of the protests and looting that took place in downtown Aurora, as well as in cities big and small across the country, I've come to realize it's harder to dissect systematic racism than it is a killer virus. Yet, just as COVID-19 is still out there, complicated and chaotic, the outpouring of pent up anger surrounding the horrific death of George Floyd under the knee of a Minneapolis police officer reminds each of us of that racism is also an epidemic. And many would argue spreading its ugly tentacles across our country, once referred to as the United States of America. So what I can't what so what can I, Mrs. Denise Crosby, 
a white woman raised on a farm, living in rural Kane County, and old enough to fall into the COVID compromise category, add to a discussion that has so many other legitimate voices clamoring to be heard. A little history for one. Racial tensions and calls for police reform are not new topics in this community by any means. In fact, back in 1998, the city paid good money to bring Aurora a national program called Study Circles. It was an award-winning initiative that emphasized small group discussions, which forced participants to look into each other's eyes and talk from the heart about their emotions and their experiences. The idea behind this national program was for people to better understand each other, which in turn would foster stronger relationships and networks to work towards solving social issues. And if you ask longtime leaders from businesses, churches, and law enforcement of all colors who took part in these conversations, most would offer nothing but praise. A few even went so far as to call it a game changer. Add me to that group. I'm partial to the program. Our newsroom was mandated to take part in it because for the first time in my life, I was forced to look deep into my soul to acknowledge my own prejudices. I was so affected by study circles that I wrote about it in the summer of 2016 when race relations became front and center, when the Black Lives Matter movement really took off following a series of deadly conflicts between law enforcement and African-Americans. There was plenty of interest at that time in resurrecting the program now referred to as everyday democracy. Of course, money is always an issue. And in fact, funding that ran dry was the reason study circles was discontinued after a strong five year run. Still, few would argue the social justice tsunami we've seen these past few weeks has had far more impact than anything we've seen for decades. With so many businesses and organizations confessing to systematic racism, and eager to support the movement. I have to think there are dollars out there for proven program that emphasizes calm dialogue and helps move these conversations into action. Certainly, there is plenty of talk going on in the community right now. Since 2016, youth groups addressing racism have flourished in our schools and more community groups are working together to address issues that affect Aurora's diverse population just last week, in response to this most recent backlash against police brutality, some black activists met with city leaders, including Mayor Richard Irvin and the Aurora Police Department to talk about police reform. And the mayor, who himself grew up in the projects and can understand the African-American struggles for better, far better than most of us, announced a list of initiatives, including body cameras and a civilian review board. He wants to begin implementing this summer at that police department. The department had its share of serious complaints, but has also been praised for its community involvement. Like I said, this topic is sensitive, but because it's so highly charged, is all the more reason to step back and find out facts before we rush to judgment, before we rush to our favorite social media platform with accusations that only lead to more tensions and more conflict. And yes, it's all the more reason we need to figure out ways for everyday people to connect on a more personal level, perhaps by sitting across a circle of diversity that's small enough to look one another in the eyes and see up close the feelings, anger, frustration, 
pain, confusion that have been suppressed, stymied, or in some cases smoldering for far too long. Of course, dialogue is no cure-all, especially if it does not lead to the kind of change that gets to the root of systematic racism. But it is one path we can circle around on that has a proven record of success. And it's something you and I and your neighbor and your kids and your grandma and your hairdresser could join. So much of what happens with this pandemic is out of our control. Just as we all know there are things we can do as individuals to help stop the spread, the same can be said for those for the other insidious virus tearing us all apart. While COVID-19 might make a circle, discussion on racism more of a challenge in these most unusual times, it can be done. Social distancing and face masks would be required, of course, as would the desire to be part of real and lasting change. That's really an unbelievable article, and I know we're going to touch more about that, but we will be there. Good Morning Aurora will support our sister Denise there. Now I have John Haley. We're going to go to our interview. Hey, John, you there? Hey, John, I got you on? I am here. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's great to, uh, great to talk to you on here. Yeah, hold on. Let me uh, take my picture of Pee Wee Herman off there. Oh, it's all good. All right, hold on. You're really quiet. I, mean, I can do this, but... Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you great. Okay. All right. I don't know why you're so. Yeah, I'll try to, I'll, I'll speak up loudly for you. Okay. All right. Well, that might be annoying to your viewers. So I'll okay. just listen intently. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so were you, uh, this is our podcast. Good morning, Aurora. Um, I work with uh, a friend of mine, Curtis. This all started from, from a Zoom call where we were doing some community outreach and okay. found a connection. And then, you know, this pandemic hit. Uh, a lot happened in Aurora uh, during these protests and riots. And so this podcast really started on stuff you taught me. As for the listeners, you were one of my first trainers and very influential person in my life that helped me get through many things from an athletic standpoint, as well as a mental standpoint, which is why, you know, I wanted to interview you today because things are opening. Um, you know, things are opening up, the gyms are opening up. Um, you know, a lot, some of us are, have found ways to stay active, right? And some of us haven't, but we still might have that gym membership. So on a wellness Wednesday that we do on this show, I thought no one better to talk to than John Haley from uh, Unbreakable Fitness and johnhaley.com. So if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself, a little bit on your background and your business. Uh, well, thank you very much. Very kind word. And uh, I will back those same sentiments. Uh, back in the day, um, you know, working with a lot of, and you were a youth, um, and I was pretty young too. <laughs> Mm -hmm. back then um but it came a situation where i was working with um uh, a lot of kids who it was almost like a 
not like babysitting. Um, but there was every once in a while, there was a kid who was really driven and really wanted to be there for their own personal development and put every single thing they had into every single time that I met with them. And that was definitely you. So thank you for that. And thank you for those kind words. Um, I think if I'm going to introduce myself, yeah, my name is John Haley. Um, I own a small gym in Forest Park, Illinois called uh, Unbreakable Fitness. Uh, there we do some group fitness training as well as some one-on-one -on -one, um, type stuff. And um, honestly, every time I walk in there, um, it just, I, no matter what I'm feeling, I just get energized because it's the culmination of, um, you know, a professional lifetime of hard work, um, a lot of luck and sacrifice just to get there. So every day I walk in, it's a brand new day. I'm very excited about it. And um, so what we do is we do a 12-week fitness program. So no matter what, every 12 weeks, we kind of start over. So people are coming in and working on new routines, new goals, and things like that for, for our fitness. So this has actually been a great time for us is because now that we're able to have people come back in, um, we're all of the same mindset. We're all just like, let's just start over. Right. <laughs> start right. over from, from, from where we were. Um, you know, we did do a lot of Zoom stuff during the, um, during the shutdown. Um, so people were active. Um, they really bought into that. They were moving. But now we're in a situation where now you're able to lift more than, you know, Kansas. You know, now we've got actual weights and stuff like that. So um, I'm encouraging people to, you know, for a lot of people, just showing up is a big deal. Show yeah. up, move around, feel better. Each week we get a little bit stronger and we'll kind of build back into it. So that's kind of my goal for everybody is just start out. Um, you might remember what it was like before the shutdown and you've got this vision of yourself doing all of these um, maybe power cleans and really heavy squats and things like that. But I'm going to remind you that that was a quarter of a year ago. <laughs> right. You know, that was a while ago. So um, let's build back up to that and let's not be in a rush to, you know, be what we were right before it went down you know we'll get there you'll get there i promise you you will um but you got to start out kind of slow you know and I, I think there's two things there and you know what you said just showing up is half the battle i got through and you told me that at a very young age and i think like when i first really got to college and you know when i was at st joe's and we had this hell week and it was like 5 a.m burpees and you know getting up you know to uh, in the middle of winter, but I was able to, um, I remember you saying that just getting, once you get there, it wasn't so bad because I would come to you after school. I'd have to go home, not go out with my friends, get in the car with my dad, drive to Melrose, you know, get there and have to work out. But then once I got there and I got done, it was worth everything. Um, so one of the other, yeah. And what, one of the other questions I have, because, you know, especially for listeners um, who maybe just turn into like our wellness Wednesdays or, you know, are, haven't been active and are, and are thinking about getting in there. They think, like, Oh, I'm going to do like P90X or I'm going to do keto. And it's just, 
can you just speak to the importance of, you know, nutrition, mental training, you know, all of those things into one. If someone's like, you know what, I've been lazy. I put on 20 pounds during this, you know, pandemic. I'm so unhealthy. I've been drinking, doing this, you know, how do you start? Um, well, number one, um, that's, that's a lot to, to wrap up, but I'll do my best. No, right. Um, number right. one is show up. And also what you don't want to do is I think what a lot of people will do. And I'm honestly, I'm in the same boat. I was so invested in the keeping my business running mm-hmm. that my own personal health took a backseat. And I know that I'm not alone in that. I know that a lot of people were in that same boat where it's just like, let's just get through um, today and really putting themselves, you know, second. Yeah. Um, so one thing that's important to do is to not beat yourself up about that. It happened. It's over. You gained the COVID-19. I think that's about what a lot of people would say. Um, but really just not beat yourself off about it. Focus on today. Today is a brand new day. And this is the only day that you control, right? So maybe you're just showing up and you're starting out by eating, you know, you've been eating nothing but pizza and beer for three months. You know, maybe today you're going to have a vegetable, right? you know, and that's already better than you've done the day before. Um, so I think what a lot of people try and do is they'll go all in. They'll try and change all their habits all at once and it becomes overwhelming on its own. So, you know, maybe on Monday is a day that I'm just going to focus on movement, movement Monday. Mm. Okay. Tuesday, I'm going to focus on, you know, recovery and I'm going to eat a little bit better today. Maybe I'm going to go to bed sooner on Tuesday, wellness Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to go for a walk on wellness Wednesday, Um, Thursday. I'm going to eat a few more, veggies and Friday, you know, whatever it is happy to do, but just make sure that you're just gradually integrating all these different habits and things that you're doing. So you're not overwhelming yourself and just able to just, and actually do it, actually accomplish these things. Cause I think if you're trying to go all in right away, um, some people can do that. I don't think most people can. So maybe one new habit a day or maybe even one new habit a week. You know, yeah. but start slow and don't beat yourself up for what happened in the past. Just today is the only day you got. Let's see what you got today and go from there. You know, and I think that's, you know, interesting because it's, it is that. And, that, and that's what compounds it. And I think that's what causes so much disease is, is like, you just, you see, you go to the gym and you see someone like who's in super good shape. And then you just like, look at yourself and you're like, oh, you know, or it's like you go in there and it's like, maybe when you were in school, like you could put up, you know, 225 on the bench. But it's like now you see people get in there and do it and you're like, you're going to be sore and you're going to not want to do it. You know what I mean? You're just not, you know, you're not going to want to do it. So why not create it? It's like how many times we did things, you know, I remember doing stuff in the small exercise room with you and it would just be like somewhat relays, but that little competition didn't make it feel like, you know, a workout, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like. You, you put those little goals. And, and this is something we've done. I've done this the last 10 weeks is just like Monday saying like, Hey, I'm gonna do something small, like brush my teeth with my left hand, or I'm going to, you know, like, you know, like, or I'm going to be, I'm going to pay more attention to my wife or I'm going to, you know, do something, you know, small that hopefully will have a lasting impact, 
you know, to, for a lifestyle of change. I mean, you know, okay. So if I do keto or I do no carbs, eventually I'm going to eat a carb. You know what I mean? Like the, the fact that I'm never going to eat one and that's not a lifestyle. That's like, Oh, I'm at, my mom made cookies. Well, I can't eat that. Maybe don't eat 50. Right. But if you can balance this lifestyle out, I think, you know, that would make so much of this, like the confusion between, you know, just in what's going on with, you know, protests and things like that. Like, you know, how much, how much of those people are dehydrated or like improper nutrition where their cells aren't functioning properly. So how are they going to interact with each other in these massive issues, you know? Sorry, I missed the, the last. Yeah, no, it's okay. That. You kind of cut out there for a second. Sure. You got me now? Yes, yeah. I have you now. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is like with what's going on with so much confusion and, and no communication, either between races, police, whatever it is, how many of those people are dehydrated or, you know, have improper nutrition? So their brain's not firing properly. So no one's making rational decisions, you know, based on what's going on, like from a cellular standpoint. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, well, that, that's a slippery slope there. But yes, I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, there's a lot more than dehydration going through their minds. Um, you know, with that, um, it's a very, um, it's a very turbulent time. I guess that's uh, a good, good word for it here. Um, and all those factors are coming into play. Um, I know that I found myself to be extremely emotional. I'm not exactly sure where it's all coming from. It could be dehydration. I think mostly it's poor nutrition, lack of sleep, and just a shit boatload of stress. Yeah. It's a boatload of stress that we're all um, carrying, and it all is going to manifest itself in many ways. So as many things that you can do holistically for your health, and, you know, it can be, you know, look at maybe you're not drinking enough water. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep. I know for me, that was it. Like, my body was exhausted, but mentally, I could not shut my brain down. And I know that, you know, I get home sometimes at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. Um, and I got to be back at work at 4.45 the next day. Um, but I would get home at 10 and I would, my body would just be fried from working all day. Uh, but I could not shut my brain down. And I'm just sitting there at night just watching the news, just seeing, you know, the world explode in front of me. And I can't fall asleep. I get maybe an hour and a half of sleep before I got to go and do it the next day. Um, it was really hard to just really focus on your job and just, you know, anything else that you're doing. So, um yeah, think about all those little different in moments of your of your day, of your health, sleep, nutrition, hydration, exercise, even sometimes just the ability to just take a nap when your body needs it. All those things are definitely important for sure. You know, and I think that's a lot of our mission with this, you know, just with this podcast and the conversations that we were having. We we interviewed uh, Sheriff Hain, who's the King County Sheriff. Um, Monday of this week, you know, and he was on, you know, from his standpoint, you know, as a pretty big county to run um, and police, it's, it's getting to the core of why I think we have so many societal flaws, you know, where it's like, okay, we're going to look at the, the, the race part, but then there's also this nutrition. And then there's also, we live in a medical industry that waits till you get sick before any of this insurance you're paying every paycheck comes out. To, to use it. It's like, mm -hmm. well, if you're going to take $500 for me to take care of my kids and stuff, well, can I, can I maybe get some massage? Is there like some trainers that I can use? You know what I mean? Like 
stuff mm-hmm. that's actually going to help me so I don't get sick. Absolutely. Yeah. The more you can stay. Oh, I got that fly. Um, the more you can stay out ahead of it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a lot of things that we're always waiting till you know, something shows up. Um, but you're going to want to make sure and take care of yourself before something goes bad. Um, you know, I think that was one of the reasons that um, I was able to keep my, my business healthy um, is that I was always investing in it, putting a little money aside and thinking about, you know, the long term and not just um, for right now, um, you know, investing in the health of the business, which is ultimately one of the things that led it to actually um, so far, um, we've been able to come out of this pretty well. It's just investing ahead, taking care of the business ahead of time, keeping your body strong so that when stuff does start to go south, you're able to be resilient on it. And I think that's a great point, Sam. Well, and I think one of the biggest things that I've ever that in my life that's helped me was when we were training and at such an early age did, you know, those Gino Orlando tapes. Yeah, I remember had the cassette tape, you know, after our workout, you know, we would, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I think there's been so in my athletic career, you know, in dealing with adversity, you know, understanding, you know, that power of the mind and what it can do. You know, I can't remember texting you, texting Thurman, you know, during my career, you know, and the results were, you know, and the responses were usually the same, like visualize, you know, visualize, how are you approaching things? You know, anytime there was any questions, just, you know, visualize. And I think those are the tips that, okay, if, if there's some bigger change that needs to happen from a society standpoint, then we need to use things that have made, made us successful in like sports and business and like attribute that to like our interactions with each other. Yeah, I, I would agree. So one that really helped me get through um, with visualization. So um, something that I was thinking about, you know, coming or uh, on the way to this meeting here is I had a word. I had a word and I still use this word. And the word is opportunity. So no matter how bad or things might have looked in any particular situation, then what's the opportunity here? And I think if you're able to, to frame it that way, and, and you might have a different word or whatever, um, but as far as for me, I look to the opportunity. So with every obstacle, there was something that I knew that I could take advantage of. And, you know, with all of this that was going down, it was just, we had a new opportunity every day. It was amazing. Um, so all this chaos became a little bit energetic to me um, yeah, yeah. because it allowed me to look at different ways that I can shift and I can bob and weave kind of like a, a box. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're looking out, you're, you know, you can really see to get in there and, you know, get an uppercut in or something like that. I don't know anything about boxing. I don't know why I brought that up. No, but it's. But in any event, yeah, you just find the opportunity. There's, there's always an opportunity there, and if you can get away from the bad and say, okay, there's this here now, but if I just go this way, oh, there's, you know, bright horizons over there. So find the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. And to our listeners, it is 8:20 a.m. on Wednesday, June 24th. We are talking with John Haley. 
of Unbreakable Fitness. Now, John, as we're really appreciating the, the conversation, and, and like I said, I, I can't reiterate enough um, how positively you and Thurman and you know, the Go program that I, that I did um, has done for me as a coach, as an athlete, a father. Um, it's gotten me, you know, through so many things, what you, what you guys have done. So now to see and, and stay in contact with you after all these years um, and seeing Unbreakable Fitness, what's, what's your mission? You know, we, we talk to mainly people in Aurora, um, but, you know, with, with your Zoom and online classes and things like that, you know, there might be some people who need an outside perspective who've tried everything in Aurora and it hasn't worked. Um, so what's, what's the mission behind Unbreakable Fitness? So that's funny you asked that. I was actually, um, so in my mission statement, um, and this is one thing when the business world as I knew it was crumbling down around me. And I'm even standing in this gym. It has these balls and pull-up bars and all this fancy equipment that I've been saving up a, a lifetime to to attain to um, to help people. As I'm sitting in this room all by myself, right? I have this big space. I'm all by myself in this room, and I'm thinking I'm going to lose all of this. And then I went and I looked at my mission statement. And my mission statement was, um, I'll just paraphrase because it's pretty long. It's about building a community of like-minded individuals. That's my mission, mm -hmm. right? So as I'm looking at this, I have great clarity. I feel really good because then I realize no matter what happens, I still have my community of people. So I made it my mission to keep the community together in whatever way that I could. So we did all of these Zoom workouts and we had crazy stupid stuff. I told all of my, uh, my coaches and things like that when they're on there, none, none of us knew what the heck we were doing. Um, you know, I remember our last Zoom class or our last live class was like at 9 a.m. on a Thursday. And then the next class we had was at 3 p.m. That was our first Zoom class. Nobody had any idea what the heck we were doing yeah nobody I, nobody had any idea but we just went and we did it anyway and mm -hmm. i said you know just have fun with it and we got better and better as we go and we just did whatever we could do to keep the community together so i had little free pockets in there um, we started out we had um 10 minutes of madness at 10 10 a.m so people would log in at 10 10 and we just did something silly for 10 minutes and it was um you know one day it was just we did 10 minutes of gratitude. So people would do an exercise and when they came out from it, they would say something they were grateful for. Another day we just took big bath towels and we slammed them into the ground. We did, we started out with 10 slams for minute one, minute two, we tried to do 11 and we just kept slamming those towels. And then it was like little stuff like that. It just it felt amazing. Yeah. Um, we had dance classes. Um, and I told my coaches, I said, you know what? The rules are lifted. You know what? There's no more rules. As long as we are ethical and we're doing things the right way, let's just do whatever we want. Let's engage these people however we want. Let's let them have fun with it. Um, you know, we're going to do a financial segment cool. on our Zoom call. Uh, we have the dietitian calls in. We just did, um, and I'm trying to remember everything over the last 12 weeks. I just know that we just 
whatever we felt like doing, let's do it. Let's try it. We can't lose. Yeah, right, right, really. Lose. Really, the at this point. have like, already been made, right? Like, oh. the whole world's changed. Let's see what we can do with it. What's our opportunity? Let's have some fun with it. So, um, I just did whatever we can do to so find out what, what your call is. So, my call is community. That's my mission. Keep this community together. Um, so, thankfully, with this great tool that we have, we're able to keep that going. And now it's like it feels like we didn't even stop when everybody comes back into the facility. Um, and everybody stayed on. Um, so one of the things that I did ahead of time was I offered everybody. Um, I said, so we're going to do, so we do everything in quarters, right? So the next time people would sign up would be in the summertime. And I said, for everybody in the spring, you're going to get on these Zoom calls. Um, and I'm going to give you 1% off the summer program for each time you log in up to 25%. Just try and give them a little something just yeah. to have them just show up. Because I knew people wouldn't want, like, of course they're not going to want to do that. They're going to want to do, you know, um, stuff in the gym. Yep. But just a little carrot out there. And, oh, my gosh, it worked so well. Really? It worked so well, so much to the point of, I think, about – 80 to 90% of our membership earned that 25% discount, which okay. was a pretty amazing thing, all things considered. So um, I just wanted to keep momentum and overall keep the community together. So whatever your mission happens to be, think about what's truly important to you. It wasn't the walls. It wasn't the equipment. It wasn't these fancy rowing machines. It was the people. So I invested into the people and, so far, it's worked. Well, and that goes back to, you know, and I know you, you know, and I know you, your, your heart and, and, and how much you actually care about these people because you know how easy personally it is to get thrown off fitness. You know what I mean? Like you, you're a week off. Like it's tough. And you know, we've all, I think, been there in our lives where it's like, you know, getting back into it is harder. So providing these people with, you know, these opportunities and then to see people jump on them, you know, proves like looking for an opportunity amongst all this chaos, you know? Um, so, you know, and as I've done over the years, I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours because I just, I've always felt, uh, you know, your honest connection and that, you know, you're one of your purposes, you know, God gave you the purpose to, to help people and to motivate them. And you've motivated me for a lifetime. So I appreciate that. And, you know, to close out, you know, we always close out on something positive. So, what I would love to do is, is let you tell the people of Aurora, our listeners, where they can find you, um, what the website is, and that it's, you know, it doesn't have to just be in Forest Park. People from all over can, can find out about you. And then just with one, one positive thing these last three minutes and, um, you know, then we'll, we'll get on with the day, right? Uh, very good. Yeah. So, I would say the most positive thing is to just kind of go back to that point of um, just seek, seek the opportunity, whatever it may be. Um, I guarantee there's something great um, within that. Within Before all this chaos, I was even reaching out to my staff and my members. I'm like, something needs to change. Like, business was great, but we just wanted to change something. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I want to change it a little bit beforehand. And luckily, the world gave us great opportunity. Everything changed everything changed. So in that respect, I think if you're just able to just, just 
look for opportunities. I promise you it's there. No matter how bad it is, there is opportunity there. Um, so in that word alone, that one word that I said to myself over and over again over the last three months, or has it been three years? I can't keep track anymore. Um, but uh, opportunity. And once again, it's John Haley. The website is johnhaley.com. We have Zoom stuff all the time. And if you're a friend of Sammy's and you're listening to this show, you're a friend of mine as well. Um, I have contact info on that website. It's very, I'm wearing it, johnhaley.com, H-A-Y-L-E-Y. Everybody always forgets that first Y right there, H-A-Y-L-E-Y. Um, you could also search unbreakablefitness.com. That's a little bit easier to remember. Um, either way, you can get a hold of me. I have contact form on there. Um, I'd be happy to talk to you and help you out with whatever way I can. Um, it's not hard. Sometimes you just need a little encouragement or a little push and a little direction. I'm happy to give that to you. Oh, John, you, uh, you're always been a great role model to the youth and to the people that interact with you. Uh, we can always, you know, even through the zoom call can feel your warmth and feel, uh, your passion for what you do. And we appreciate you. For being with us this is uh, John Haley, johnhaley.com, Unbreakable Fitness. And from John and I on June 24th, my birthday at 8.30 a.m., we wish you a great day from Good Morning Aurora, and there will be more to come. All right. Happy birthday. Thanks, John. All right. Take we'll care. Talk. Take care, you too. And for Salvatore, Sammy J., Good morning, Aurora. We out.